DJV, this star, this guy's gone, this guy did his thing and then cut. Listen, I'm here now. It's been a minute. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you know, it's been just about a year since I started this podcast and it is crazy, you know. Um, that time's gone pretty quick to me and I'm so glad I started it and I'm just so happy, like, that I've had the chance to have the conversations that I've had, the debates have this little community, people messaging me about it. It's amazing. And uh, I just want to thank everyone that's tuned in over the last year, anyone that's shared it, contributed, everything. Like, it means a lot to me. And I also feel like this is a great opportunity to just set the tone for what this podcast is to me, what I aim for it to be, and such. So um, when I started this, I never really had it in my head that I wanted to do this, you know, weekly, try getting monetized, this and that. For me, it was kind of just a a place to be a mind dump, you know, a place where I can sit and just talk what's on my mind, talk to my friends, have conversations, ask questions that maybe I wouldn't normally ask. But, you know, when it's in a podcast, I'm allowed to ask them. So, <laughs> you know, there's kind of no holds barred. People that inspire me, people that have funny stories, interesting. And, you know, these debates are stuff that me and my friends have had all the time, Um in our own and I just thought you know what it might be good to share it some people might find it funny some people might find it interesting it's just a really good opportunity so therefore um I started this podcast and I'm just blown away by how much I've learned and how much people have actually enjoyed them so going on in the future I can I aim to continue this um I'm not going to make any promises for uploading a regular schedule and I think that can actually decrease the quality of what you produce but just whenever I feel like I have something I want to share and something I want to talk about or somebody I want to interview. And actually, in this last December, I did have an amazing guest from America lined up. Unfortunately, they're a bit busy at the moment, so it's likely not to be rearranged. But as soon as that drops, you guys are going to get it straight away. So, yeah, as I said, going into the future, this is just going to be a place where I mind dump. I get to share my thoughts and anyone that's willing to listen will listen. I actually see it almost as being a bit of a social media in the future. You know, so many more people are starting podcasts now. People are doing solo episodes like this one. People are doing um, longer episodes with guests. You know, it's just changing rapidly. And I think it's going to be to the point where people are going to start posting episodes almost like they're posting posts on Instagram. But, you know, that's a conversation for another day. And in terms of the actual content on my podcast, so... Most people listening will probably go with the idea that I'm like a trying to be motivational or trying to be into this packet. And you know, I've always actually fought against this idea um, about trying to motivate people. That's never actually been my goal. Um, my goal really is that, you know, I've consumed content from other people and I've taken like immeasurable amounts of value out of it. And a part of me feels like if I've received this information, do you know what, it, it, it's probably worth putting it out there and sharing it why not you know why not let someone else benefit from it and I've always said uh, I saw a a very funny tweet on um, on Twitter recently which said let me get it up so it says I can't believe there's people out there buying books about the habits of billionaires like waking up early hours and doing meditation thinking that'll make them billionaires lol just go to sleep man (laughs) and then somebody replied in the comments being like doing chores at 5am that can be done at 10am and you know (laughs) I was creasing I found that hilarious because you know it's so true you know doing chores at 5am that can be done at 10 and I think you know if 
if it's doing no harm to your life to be doing your child at 10 a.m. instead of 5, why would you wake up early? Why would you, you know? Um, I think the general premise is, you know, if you're not happy with where you are or you want to change something where you are, then it's worth changing. But if it isn't, then it's not. And I think in the realm of motivation, I think you're almost trying to persuade people that are happy to change for some reason. But if you're happy, there's no reason to change. And yeah, you know, to keep doing chores at 10 a.m. if that's calm for you, I'll keep playing PS4 every night because I'm happy um, where I am. If, if at any point I decide I'm not happy with where I am and I want to change that, then I will. Um, but you know, it just so happens that a lot of people have high aspirations and they're normally not achieving those. So by default, it ends up turning into that thing where the people that are not happy with that, I think, oh, let me level up as opposed to people being like, let me level down. So, you know what? I'm going to just keep, um, sharing what I want to share. I don't consider myself to be a motivational guru or whatever, but you know what? If you take that from it, I am more than happy. So, uh, that actually goes forward into what this episode is going to be. There are a lot of rambling, you know, no cuts on this, on this thing, but this episode is, um, going to be sharing one of my thoughts about the concept of time, visionaries and contrarians. So, um, the concept of time, this is something, you know, I've, I've been talking about with, with some of my friends recently and I find it fascinating, you know, and I think the first time this hit me was, um, when people started going to the gym, you know, back in year 11. So this is probably, what, five, five, six years ago, something like that, five, five years ago. So people started going to the gym and then you see them after a year and they're looking hench. And I used to go to the gym intermittently, you know, every now and again, when I felt like it. But then it got to the point when I was thinking, rah, he started the gym at the same time as me and look at me and look at him. And that happened for a while. It kept happening over summers and stuff. I'd always be like, yeah, I'm going to come back, smash the gym, going to be hench. Came back. I was looking the same. I went that twice. <laughs> and everyone else banged it out and I was seeing them and how they looked. And I was, I wasn't happy with that. And it reached a stage where I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of, you know, <laughs> me gassing myself up every summer and then coming back exactly the same. So then that's when, that's when I realized, you know, this is actually in my hands. And um, that's when, I don't know, when I started searching these things and finding out that, uh, you know, consistency and all these things are important into reaching the goals that you have. And it really hit home around this, around this point. Actually, it was, it was so much so that I started going really consistently, um, really a year ago, to be honest. But it was definitely more consistent even before that. But now I'd say it's the best I've ever been. And, um, you know, I was looking through my old receipts, um, from the weighing machine, the, the library that I used to go to. And I saw 2016. I look at the script and it said, um, 65 kilograms. Now I weigh 85 at the minute, maybe just under. And it took me a second to deep dive. Like, rah, I actually gained 20 kilograms of weight, um, over that time. And that's when, you know, I just realized time's actually really weird and really crazy. And I'm sure you guys have always had this thing, you know, when you look at old photos or you get that Snapchat memories thing and you see things from the past and it's kind of like, whoa, that is, that was 10 years ago. And I just, over the days, I just kept thinking about this concept of time and whether it goes fast or whether it feels like it's going slow. And then I started thinking a little bit further back, you know, 
Tire Cruise Dynamite Year 7. Do what? Everyone's already, everyone's already got their hands up on the bus at this point. I throw my hands up in the air sometimes. I think about that song and it feels like yesterday to me. And then, you know what, I'm on YouTube and you know that little description at the bottom. I saw, I did 11 years ago. I said, huh? Sorry? <laughs> Sorry, what? 11 years ago? And then the way my mind works, I was thinking, wow. Imagine if I started a new skill 10 years ago, how good I'd be at it now. And I was thinking, this time's gone so quickly, yet so slow at the same time. Now I started looking into more stuff. You know, Facebook, 2004, 16 years ago. YouTube, 2005. The first iPhone, 2007. 10 years ago, at the same time, it's so long ago. But it doesn't seem that far um, behind at the same time. And it just got me thinking as well, like, what's going to be like in the future? Like, if I keep going to the gym, what am I going to look like in 10 years' time? In 10 years' time, um, you know, what else is going to revolutionise the world? Social media, in my opinion, is one of the biggest things I've witnessed in my lifetime that just transformed the world. And Facebook only started in 2004, 16 years ago. So when I'm a big 37, <laughs> I don't know what's going to be in the world because it's just crazy. And just... This concept of time just kept playing on my mind and I'm not going to actually give you any advice or anything like that. I just need to think about time, you know, think about stuff that happened 10 years ago. Think about what might happen in 10 years time and use that however you want. And, you know, it's really, it's true what people say, you know, people say the world's best secrets are hidden in cliches. And, you know, you, you can't buy, you can't buy time. It's such a valuable thing. It's such a strange thing and such a weird thing. And I've just been thinking about it all the time. So, you know, that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, so moving on. First of all, I realised how difficult this is by yourself. I just keep rambling, I just keep talking, you know. It's, <laughs> when you have no one to cut you off to give you time to think, this is crazy, but you know what, this is interesting. This is something new of me um, just talking to you guys by myself. So I want to move on to the second thing, which relates to the concept of time. And it's um, recently links on to what I've been getting into, and it's just a few different CEOs and entrepreneurs that I've been really, really looking into and reading their stuff and seeing what they put out. And if anyone knows me, I love contrarians. So a contrarian is someone that, you know, goes against the status quo or has an opinion which is very different to what everyone else thinks, normally the opposite. I love contrarians. And I think why I love contrarians is because I'm a very open-minded person as it is. And I really value other people that are open-minded. Um, if I go to someone and I say, you know, uh, why does why does this have to exist? Why why do supermarkets exist? Why don't they just all close and then I don't know it? It's all online. If that person to me goes, oh no, nah, no, nah, this this that straight away, I'm like, nah, I don't rate this guy. I love people that would go, hmm, actually, yeah, okay, why couldn't that work? And they think about it. That open mindedness is something I really um, I value really highly for myself as well. I, I want to continue to be, you know, radically open-minded whenever I can. And a lot of these contrarians, to have these strong opinions is not only because they have a vision, they can see something in the future. A few of these to name is uh, Peter Thiel, you know, Elon Musk. Elon Musk especially, you know, recently been um, announced as the richest man in the world. It's crazy. And, you know, when when you read back into his story, 
he was such a visionary and he was such a contrarian. He was coming up with ideas that people looked at him and said, boy, you crazy. You crazy. That's not possible. And my favorite quote from Elon Musk, which he spoke about in a podcast with Joe Rogan, was he said, you know what? A phone used to be something that hangs on the wall and you pick up when it rings. Now think about the mobile phone now and the iPhone and how different that device is from being something that hung on the wall with a wire. And it's Elon's ability to, you know, see in the future, you know, electric cars, autonomous vehicles, SpaceX, you know, he's planning his uh, trip to Mars. And he, his, his goal is to colonize Mars and nobody knows. Um, in his lifetime, he hopes that humans can colonize Mars. Well, that's a good thing to be doing is a different topic as well. But the fact is, when he started with these ideas, no one believed him. It's actually the story of when um, Elon Musk, at 29 years old, very young, he went to Russia and he had this idea of going to Mars. So he went to Russia and uh, he tried buying a rocket. And obviously the Russians looked at him, so this guy was thinking, who are you? <laughs> what background do you have? What, what certificates do you have? Like, who do you think you are to come? We're not selling you this rocket, basically. So what did Elon must do? My guy went home and built a rocket himself. You know, he he accrued mass wealth from previous startups. You know, he was part of a co-founder of PayPal and, you know, had other various businesses. But he decided he was going to go this alone. And, you know, now he has a collaboration with NASA. He's sending shuttles to Mars. And I think it's 2025 he's planning to go to Mars. He has Tesla, which is autonomous vehicles that can drive themselves. And he also has another company that he's part of, you know, what, what can't this guy do? Neuralink, which is, you know, electronic devices, chips that go in the brain to help and treat Alzheimer's and such. And I just love these people that can see into the future, you know. What I talked about before, about Tayo Cruz Dynamite, look at the quality of these music videos, you see how bad the video quality is. All these things, just like, you know, what's going to be in 10 years' time? That was 10 years ago. But what's 10 years' time going to be like? What can you think of that's going to be different? How is this going to work? And, you know, this this all links into very nicely in my next episode, which I'm going to do about Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is something that is, well, cryptocurrency in general is, is fascinating, but it's very, very, very contrarian-based. And the first people that constructed this and invested in it we're very likely contrarians. You know, who needs banks? <laughs> but I'm not going to ruin um, the next episode too much. But, you know, concept of time. Vision. Seeing into the future. Being a contrarian. You know, there are certain times where, you know, slavery was normal. <laughs> people, there was actually a small group of people that actually fought for these human rights. You know, wherever you are, just because everyone else thinks something, doesn't mean that you have to think it. You can go against that grain. That's why I love. And I'll, I'll continue to, you know, listen, read and watch Contrarians. And always have the same in the back of my head. Concept of time. What can I do in the future? And what can I appreciate from the past? You know, that's how I'm going to say. Thank you guys for listening. If you like this, you know, solo approach, let me know. If you don't, let me know. It's cool. Um, we're going to do a few more of these, but I will definitely have my um, normal interviews as well. So, you know. Thanks for listening. And uh, see, this is what happens when you try do an episode by yourself. I've thought of something else to say, and I just have to say it. So you know, I'm adding this on. I'm not going to do too much juju with the with the editing. But 
hold this thought. Do you not think it's just a strange, weird thought that in our heads, what we consider to be old-fashioned and what we consider to be modern, you know, that's completely different to what our parents will define as old-fashioned and modern. Completely different to the grandparents, great-grandparents. And so, you know, our kids, our grandkids, they can have a completely different idea of what is modern and what is old-fashioned. What we think is brand new and spanking new is probably going to be old, outdated technology by the time it comes to 30 years' time, for example. That's just really strange to me. So dispelling these myths of what's new, what's old, and the remit of how far we can stretch, I think is the best way to be. And I mentioned Pierre Thiel earlier. Um, I've read his book called Zero to One, which is a book all about business, entrepreneurship, and making a startup. So Peter Thiel, along with Elon Musk, was a co-founder of um, PayPal. PayPal Mafia, they call them. There's a group of these people that um, all co-founded PayPal, and they've all gone on to do incredible things. And one thing um, Peter Thiel, the contrarian, <laughs> talks about in his book is that competition is a lie. He talks about when you're building a company, the last thing you want is competition. And the moment you start thinking in your head, oh, how do I beat the competition? You're already losing. Peter Thiel thinks that you, the last thing you want is competition. And the last thing you should be thinking about is how to beat competition. You want to be in a world of your own. And there's a very good quote that he talks about. So I'm just going to read that out. Non-monopolists tell themselves this lie. We are in a league of our own. Entrepreneurs are always biased to understate the scale of competition, but that is the biggest mistake a startup can make. The fatal temptation is to describe your market narrowly so that you can dominate it by definition. Suppose you want to start a British restaurant that serves British food in Palo Alto. No one else is doing it, you might reason will own the entire market. But that's only true if the relevant market is the market for British food specifically. What if the actual market is Palo Alto restaurant market in general? Actually, what if it's all the restaurants that are part of the relevant market as well? These are hard questions, but the biggest problem is that you have no incentive not to ask them at all. What if, what if this is just me speaking now, but you know, when, when, you, when you're thinking about making a restaurant, you might think, oh, compared to other restaurants, but really, you're competing against any hobby that anybody has. What if it becomes out of trend to go to restaurants and people prefer to cook at home? You know, that's just an idea that I'm putting out there. Same thing with YouTube. YouTube's not just competing with social media. It's also competing with people playing basketball outside, that's your sport. You're competing for people's time. Um, but yeah, this, this, this section of the book, he's really trying to say that People get into a trap of starting to think, oh, how can we be the competition? And that's where they start saying, oh, we do this and this different. But what, what he talks about a lot in this book is building a monopoly, something that's completely in this league of its own. And he thinks that's the only way to create um, an incredibly valuable business. He, he thinks that as soon as you, you know, the restaurant market is so competitive, he would never, ever start one. And this, this is one of the many contrarian things and approaches he has in this book. So Zero to One by Peter Thiel, I recommend it. And this is actually the end of the episode. Peace out. Thank you guys for listening to The Unraveling Show. If you'd like to donate, there'll be a link in the bio to do so, or you'll also find my link tree, or you can follow my socials and follow my YouTube channel where there'll be exclusive content not available through the podcast. Peace out, and I hope to see you again soon.